Hello, welcome to Ocean Avenue Adult Animated Comedy Podcast, and I'm your host, Donnie. Today is the start of the Holiday Bob's Burgers episode, and this episode, we are reviewing two episodes. Bob's Burgers Season 3, Episode 9, God Yet Rest, Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins, and Bob's Burgers Season 4, Episode 8, Christmas in a Car. <laughs> Um, if you're a longtime listener, you already know I reviewed God Rest Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins a few times already, so I wanted to add another episode to give you all a little something different. So before we get this episode started, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start off with Season 3, Episode 9, God Rest Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins. <laughs> Welcome back. This is a synopsis for Bob's Burger Season 3, Episode 9, God Rest Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins. I found the synopsis at IMDb. Um, I haven't read it yet, so let's find out what it's going to be about. When Bob inherits a storage unit around Christmas, the family hope that they will contain riches. But instead, they find a squatter named Chet who claims he had been previously a display mannequin. The family takes him in only to discover that he has a talent for creating seasonal window displays out of mannequins in which he also poses. As Christmas approaches, Chet becomes increasingly unstable, eventually claiming that he is in love with another mannequin from whom he has been separated. The display which he creates is an absence of his love in Makraba of and terrifying and the desperate family tracks her down as a blank store i can't say it uh, liberating the mannequin they reu reunite her with chet and convince him to create a more appropriate display in time for christmas yes there were spelling errors and i tried to skip over them and there was a inappropriate word in the in the title and i had to skip over that so <laughs> here's some trivia for this episode the this episode is a parody of a christmas carol god rest ye merry gentlemen sal the store owner Owner of uh, Spanks a Lot is voiced by Fred Stoller, who voices Chuck the Evil Sandwich Making Guy from the PBS series Word Girl, a series which regularly features Bob's voice actor, voice actor H. John Benjamin as Reginald and Louise's voice actress Christian Shaw as Victoria Best. I've never seen that show. Maybe I should. Zach Gilfanakis makes his first appearance on the show as Chet. He would later return as the voice of Felix Fishoder in a reoccurring capacity. This episode is named Bob Rest Ye Jerry Gen <laughs> Merry Gentle Mannequins within the press release of the first repeat on December 30th, 2012 and on IMDb Hulu in Season 3 DVD. Bob Rest Ye Merry Mannequins is also used for the motion picture entry on the U.S. copyright catalog. Interesting. The first episode where Bob mentions his late mother, Lily Belcher, is revealed that she had a brother named Ernest Lombard, who Bob mentions he hadn't talked to in years, meaning they most likely became estranged following his mother's death. Unlike later Christmas-themed episodes with opening titles, it isn't snowing during the titles. Unlike all Bob Burger characters, Nadine the Mannequin has eyes with colors around her pupils, which I noticed and I thought kind of weird. The phone number on the Have You Seen This Mannequin poster is 555-0175. On the date of the episode's original airing, the interfaith vigil commemorating the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was aired live in most of Fox's East Coast markets, meaning that this episode was preempted in those markets until the last few minutes were shown after the vigil ended. 
This, Due to this, the episode performed very poorly in terms of viewers and ratings, being the lowest rated of the entire series. Fox later reran the episode two weeks later on December 30th, 2012 at 8.30 p.m. The episode received positive reviews from critics. The script cover shows Bob leaning on some Christmas decorations. One is a reindeer, the other is a mannequin. The music in this intro has been tweaked a little, moving the symbol crash that added in the end of the episode so it occurs during Louise's arm flare. When Bob says mannequins don't turn into humans, except in that one movie, it's a reference of the 1987 romantic comedy Mannequin. Actually, the film had a sequel, Mannequin on the Move, in 1991, making it two movies. The burger of the day was One Horse Open Slaw. Comes with coleslaw, no horse. Fifth Day of Christmas Burger. Comes with five golden rings of onion. Santa Claus's cumin to town with cumin. Jingle Bell Pepper Burger. Home for the Holidays. Comes with holo on a hollow roll. Silental Night Burger. Comes with lentils. The storefront is... Can you dig it? Candy cane outlet with a sign in the window saying no licky loos. Open exter opening exterminator is silent mice with a drawing of Santa shaking his finger at a mouse holding a mallet behind his back. This is a direct play from a famous logo belonging to real life exterminator Western Exterminator Company. <laughs> so here's my review for this episode, which is actually going to be pretty long because I'm basically going to re say the whole episode with my little like commentary in it. So when Gene said, what are you hanging ninja stars? That really cracked me up. <laughs> I don't know why it did. Bob inherits a storage unit that really takes away the hopes. Uh, you know, he opens Bob inherits a storage unit, which really takes away his hopes for a Christmas present because he was hoping that this was going to change his entire Christmas. But in actuality, it was just a storage unit. It doesn't actually know why, but Gene wants a Jamaican bobsled team which is really funny tina wanted only a dry erase board and this simple ask was way too much for bob this made me kind of laugh out loud because this is like the simplest task i think you can get a dry erase board for like a couple bucks i don't know what what was the deal louise um, has an unrealistic ask for her own apartment which she mentions throughout the episode once bob reaches his storage unit and they meet chet who was allowed to sleep in the storage unit for some reason Bob was planning to leave him there, but when he found out that it was over $100 a month, he said, yeah, you're coming with us into the basement. I find that whole situation very strange because why would you let someone you barely know live in your home with your kids and then have them sleep in your basement? Like, what is going on? The next day, Bob is having a funny feeling about Chet. Bob, uh, people are walking, onto the, walking into the restaurant because of Chet's and his display. Bob is kind of excited about this jump in business. Chet wants to continue making the display each day. Bob feels that it's a good idea and the kids are excited to join in. There's a montage of the kids and Chet doing the displays and Bob handing out gift certificates. Something I honestly didn't think Bob has ever done since then. And I think it'd be a pretty funny gag if at some point someone brings in one of those old uh, certificates and Bob's like, I'm not going to honor this because it's so old. It'd just be really funny. Um, Bob is making a pretty steady business from it and is even featured on TV, which makes Bob happy. It's so adorable seeing Bob so happy about Christmas, feeling that he can finally support his family on the holiday. The episode gets a little weird because Chet reveals he has a girlfriend called Nadine who is also who is a mannequin. Chet reveals that he used to be a mannequin and this makes Bob uneasy. Uh, duh. <laughs> 
Chad explains what happened to Nadine, and it was a pretty good story. I think it was highly influenced by the movie Mannequin, which I've only seen once or twice in my entire life. And honestly, I cannot tell you the story. It just doesn't, it didn't stick in my head very well. All I remember was it was a mannequin that came to life and the guy was in like really silly situations because he's talking to her and she's a mannequin to everyone else or something so long ago. Bob is just not convinced that this is a true story, but the kids feel it is, especially Tina who feels these kids, uh, these kinds of story, uh, especially Tina because she loves these kind of stories. That's what I meant to say. Bob kills the illusion by saying Nadine is probably dumped in a trash somewhere and this infuriates Linda, one of the few times we ever see her furious. The next morning, Chet creates a grotesque new display. Bob is freaking out. Everyone is upset with Bob and the kids decide to go and hunt for Nadine. They eventually find her at the naughty store. Bob and the kids are off to find her while Linda distracts the unruly crowd. When What she does is make these really bad songs and it's so funny. The kids enter the shop and are oddly know exactly what everything is in the store and they use the various products to distract the store owner and retrieve Nadine. They run back to the store to convince um, Chet to meet up with Nadine. Chet instantly falls back in love with Nadine, which is so goofy. Uh, Chet is in a better mood and begins to create a new display for the window, like literally in a second. I don't know how they did it. The shop, oper the shop owner throws, shows up and destroys the display and it upsets the audience. Gene offers to buy Nadine and he agrees if it's the right price. The Belcher kids all offer up their gifts in exchange for Nadine, which was cute. He agrees and Chet is reunited with Nadine. There is a really awkward kiss where uh, Nadine's body falls off and continues to kiss and <laughs> Teddy is uh, super interested in it while the rest of the crowd is disgusted and confused and leaves. The kids actually <laughs> get presents in the end because of Bob's uncle's storage unit. We learn that Chet actually has money and a life before he bumped into them and he was just trying to kill off time while his Manhattan loft was being renovated. Overall, I give this episode a 9 out of 10. It was very strange, very charming in the same time, but you get like a classic romantic comedy, you know, Christmas special, but with a little bit of a twist. It was almost like a Hallmark episode, but a demented one. I think the jokes were rather fun and their premise was pretty original for the time and also think it holds up and was a fun episode to watch. <laughs> so up next is Bob's Burgers season four. Episode 8, Christmas in a Car. So here's the synopsis that I found online. I believe I got this from Fandom. It says on November 1st, Linda sets up the Christmas tree. And when he when it dies on Thanksgiving, the Belchers get a new one the next day. When it dies on Christmas Eve, the family is forced to seek out a Christmas tree at a far off lot an hour away. Bob asks Teddy to check on the ham he is cooking, but Teddy is inadvertently caught in a trap set by Louise to catch Santa. Teddy finds himself pinned under the refrigerator as the Belchers search for their tree. While pulling out of the tree lot, the car is almost hit by a large semi-truck decorated to look like a candy cane. Linda tries to spread Christmas cheer to the irritated driver by honking the horn in time to jingle bells, but as Bob tells her, all the driver can hear is honking. The semi takes off and the Belchers head home. However, Bob notices the candy cane truck was actually waiting for them and tries to run them off the road. 
The rest of the family believe it's all in Bob's head and the candy cane truck was just driving past them. Linda has them pulled over at a diner that specializes in Dutch baby desserts and orders one to, um, to go. Bob attempts to report the truck to an IRA police officer with to a no availability. Back at the road, the candy cane dr truck driver reappears and turns, runs them off the road again and the family now believing Bob. They pull off to the side into the woods to hide as the candy cane truck pursues them, but find their car is stuck in the snow. They are unable to call for help because Jean has used up the phone and the cell phone's batteries waiting on hold to request a Christmas carol jingle in the jungle on the radio. The candy cane truck finds himself, finds them and begins approaching them. Bob tells Lena and the kids to stand back and prepares to confront the driver, who turns out to be a tiny man named Gary. Gary tries to fight Bob, telling him that he is alone on Christmas because he must drive the candy cane truck across the country to one night from Christmas Eve parade to Christmas Day parade the next day. The rude honky made him snap. Recognizing that Gary is no threat and having a difficult Christmas, Bob and Gary come to an understanding. Gary helps tow their car out of the snow and Lena gives them his Dutch baby to enjoy during the cross country drive, which touches him. The Belchers return home and are shocked to find that Teddy's trapped under the fridge, who asks them to read his Christmas card to them. The truck chase plot parodies the premise of the 1971 film Duel, which I've never seen. Way before my time. So here's a trivia. Gary's appearance is modeled that after Art Garfunkel. <laughs> I remember it was Simon and Garfunkel. I remember we had to hear their music when I was in school, like... The teacher was like, let's hear some old music or something like that. I don't know why we were listening to it. I remember taking, I think it was the art of music theory or something in middle school. I don't remember. I don't remember that. That's the only way I know of them. So the music at the end credit sequence of God Rest Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins plays on and on David Dazzle's radio show when the family is driving to the tree lot. That's what it says. Um, <laughs> I guess this is what happens. The script... Script cover shows Bob looking into the mirror with a shocked look. Uh, the Bob, be, uh, the truck being a candy cane is a reference to Joyride, which I know nothing about. The exterminator is sugar and spice and a lot of dead mice pest control. And the store next door is Nog Nog. Who's there? Eggnog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I also realized there's no burger of the day. So I, and they didn't mention that. So this is one of the few episodes. There isn't a burger of the day, huh? And here's my review for the episode. <laughs> it's actually going to be like a little bit of a rehash, but with, you know, my, me putting in my commentary. It's so funny to hear Bob complaining about having a Christmas tree so early and then Linda repeating it um, on Thanksgiving. And now that it's Christmas Eve and they don't have a Christmas tree for Christmas. Linda willing to drop everything to get one is pretty unusual. Louise wanting to catch Santa Claus sounds so right to me for some reason. I just think that uh, it sounds like something she would do. She would want to capture Santa Claus and probably want to, uh, what do you call it? When, when someone like interrogates you or something like that, I think it'd be something Louise would do. I love how Linda says, you can keep him if you promise to feed him and take care of him like if he was a pet. I was like, why is Linda talking to Santa like if he was a pet? It was really interesting. It's so funny when Linda wanted to see the back of the sickly trees and Jean saying, Mom wants to see your tree, but I was just like, what? <laughs> what are you saying, Gene? Bob, just realizing that Tina still believes Santa is real was funny and awkward at the same time for me. It's so funny when the kids say everything's fine and almost gets run off the road by the candy cane truck. I was thinking that's kind of messed up. 
<laughs> because I was uncalled for. Um, I love seeing Bob freak out. You know, it's like one of my favorite things. And we get a lot of it in this episode. So, you know, I love it. So when the car spins out of control, the family's freaking out. And Louise is the only one cheering. And that made me laugh really hard because she's like, yeah. Everybody else is like crying. It's like, what? This was also the infamous Dutch baby episode. And one of these days I'm going to make one. I don't know when. Is it even possible? I can't have milk or uh, uh, or wheat. So we'll figure that one out. Bob is freaking out about the ham in the oven and home and calls Teddy to turn it off. So what was really funny was the whole scene between Bob and Teddy in that moment because they were both like ragging on each other kind of. And it, I don't know, it was just really funny. Um, it's kind of great how Teddy's the one who falls for Santa's trap because he's clearly just not doing only what Bob said. He also was like, ooh, cookies, and let me open the fridge for some milk, and instantly gets trapped by Louise's trap. So that tells you Louise knows how to make a trap. <laughs> so I laughed out really hard when I saw that, and when Bob was freaking out with the candy truck was trying to kill him, made me laugh really hard. So when they were on that bridge, and then um, Bob was like, oh my gosh, and turns back. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it was so funny. It's kind of scary seeing the family hiding from this candy cane truck. That whole scene was kind of like uncomfortable because you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Even though I've seen this episode many times, it still gives me that feeling because they did such a good job with the, the um, what do you call it? the ambiance or the uh, environment around it. It's very dark and gloomy with that you know, darker scene, but also the ray of lights in the back. It just makes it feel creepy. Louise asking where babies come from was hilarious because it was totally out of time and place for having such a conversation. <laughs> so funny the family is stuck in the snow and they're having fun in the car listening to jingle in the jungle which i thought was really cute because they truly will make lemonade out of lemons i mean they will do whatever they can those lemons will be delicious because they will make the best lemonade out of it <laughs> it's so cute seeing teddy in the house judging bob's bowl placement i don't know why it's so funny because he's like that's a horrible place to put bowls eventually gary the candy cane truck driver emerges and it's kind of sad that he's going to be all alone for christmas they eventually bonded and he punches Bob in the stomach, which is really funny. Um, this turns out, um, this turns his feeling around and Linda feels bad that he's in the situation that he's in. So he gives him his tree and the Dutch baby, two things they basically died for. And it was a very cute scene and warming at the end. When we finally get home and <laughs> they see, they think they saw that they trapped Santa and then find out it was actually Teddy was very cute. And I thought it was really funny. Because uh, then Teddy's like, could you read the, the card you wrote me? I don't know. It's so funny. Um, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. It had a lot of action, adventure, comedy, and cute moments. One of the better Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes for sure. That's um, what I gave these two episodes. My overall for the night, I guess I would have to give it to the uh, Christmas in a car. That's my favorite of the two. Just because it's uh, it has everything in it. I think I mentioned action, adventure, comedy, everything like that. I thought it was really fun. Um, even though I did like a lot the, um, what was it called? The mannequin. I said it like nine times. God rest ye gentle mannequins. mannequins. Um, I like that episode a lot. I just think um, this episode was a little bit better. But overall, they're really good. I'm really happy. I love the Christmas episodes of Boss Burgers. So it's going to be kind of like a lot of nines and tens, I'm assuming. It's just like, you know, they're just very happy, caring, loving episodes. 
that um they all have like a good story and good happy you know, happy ending at the end they always start off chaotic and you're like oh my gosh what's gonna happen but at the end it's always fun and sweet and adorable so i'm excited um coming up on sunday will be the what do you call it the the premiere night which i think is gonna be a couple new shows that night i think simpsons and bob's burgers i'm not sure about family guy i have to look it up i think they're all having new episodes so check out for that and then next wednesday is the simpsons um christmas episode and then next friday is more bob's burgers at christmas episodes so lots of christmas and holidays and all that stuff um i think there was a simpsons hanukkah episode i think there was one i'll look it up i think it had to do with crusty i think I'm going to pause for one second and look it up. <laughs> so I did find the episode. It wasn't a Hanukkah episode. It was a weird one. It's called The Nightmare After Christmas, which was the 10th episode of season 28. And the synopsis reads, Cressy tries to impress his daughter as they spend Christmas with the Simpsons. Meanwhile, Reverend Lovejoy seeks converts after church attendance plummets and Maggie is haunted by a spooky Christmas toy. And uh, I think that's the one I was thinking of because I was like, I remember Krusty being involved in one of those episodes and it was that. I just assumed it was a Hanukkah episode, but it wasn't. I guess I never did one. Interesting. Either way, that one looks like a fun episode to do. I haven't I don't remember very well. I just remember um, Krusty and his daughter in the episode. So it'd be kind of fun to revisit that. Natasha Leone is the one that does the voice of, of, of Sophie Kristofsky. That's uh, Krusty's daughter. Oh, yeah. I got to have to do some minutes. This is kind of an interesting little episode, huh? Maybe that's what I'll do next. We'll find out next Wednesday. <laughs> well, anyways, hopefully you have a good rest of your day and get ready for the next episode um, on Sunday or Monday. So uh, until then, bye bye.